This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Hey, if you got a Bible, uh, pull out your Bible. Okay, we're going to go to the book of Joshua uh, today. It's going to be good. Now, let's pray one more time. Father, we love you. Jesus, reveal your word and your truth to us. Give us revelation and understanding that only comes from you and you alone. We love you in Jesus' name. Everybody agree. Said? Amen. Hey, we are in a new series called The Promise, okay? And uh, last week, we looked at this great promise that Jesus gave to everyone. And that's what I love about the Word of God, and that's what I love about the Bible, that it is for every single one of us in the room, no matter where we're at in our journey of faith, no matter where we're at in life, no matter what age group we're in, the Word of God promises us good things. So we're going to look at this verse, John chapter 10, verse 10, we're looking at the Amplified Version, it says this, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So anytime You see something in your life where there is death, destruction, steal, kill, destroy. You can rule out God, okay? I can't stand, and I'm sorry, I'm going to offend somebody in here. I can't stand when somebody's like, man, you know, know, I got cancer, and I just think the Lord was just trying to show me some things. That is not the Lord, okay? There is an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, That is not Jesus. That is not the nature and the character of God the Father, okay? The nature of a good father is to what? Bring good things to their children. This is the nature and character of Jesus Christ. It says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it to the abundance till it's full and it overflows, I love this idea that God goes, I don't want you to just be blessed. I want you to be so blessed. I want you to be so full. I want you to have so much of my goodness in your life that it overflows. And then where does it overflow? To everybody around you. Amen? So this is a promise that God gives us. And this is exactly what we see in the life of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus came to do what? What only the Father wanted him to do. So anything we see in the New Testament, when Jesus is doing anything, he's always consulting God the Father to know, is this what God the Father wants to do? And we see this all the time, like Matthew chapter 9. We have a woman, she has an issue of blood. She's been sick for like 12 years. She's spent all of her money. She's gone to every doctor. She has no hope. But then she hears about this guy named Jesus, and she thinks, if I can just touch the hem of his garment... I could be healed. And she touches his garment, and instantly the issue of 12 years is eradicated. It's gone. Or how about this? How about Mark chapter 2? We have a man that's paralyzed, and his friends take him, and they dig a hole through this roof, and they lower him down in front of Jesus. And the first thing that Jesus says to him is, your sins are forgiven. And I think sometimes we forget that that's the greatest miracle of all. 
that your sins are forgiven, that you are righteous because of Christ Jesus, that you have uh, the opportunity to spend eternity in the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I mean, as soon as, soon as worship started today and it just built from song to song, I could just sense the presence of God in here. And I'm like, if I could just live in the presence of God for the rest of my days, come on. He says, you're forgiven, but then he says, hey, guess what? You're healed also. Pick up your mat and go home. How about Matthew chapter 8? How about the man with leprosy? You know, when I think about leprosy, I can't even imagine having sores and fungus and all kinds of stuff irritating and eating away at my skin. That would be horrible. But I think what's even more horrible is that in that day and time, if you had leprosy, they actually took you and threw you outside of the city. So you know how we went through that little quarantine thing? Remember that thing that we went through just a little while ago? That was pretty terrible. I remember like, I don't know, was it like week six or seven? I like woke up and I'm like, I don't wanna see my family anymore. I literally don't want to see them anymore. But anyways, these people were thrown outside of the city to have no contact with their family, no contact with their friends, no contact with anybody. And this man with leprosy comes to Jesus and he says, are you willing to touch me? Heal me. And Jesus reaches out and he touches him with the life of God and he's healed and he's restored. How about Luke chapter four? This one just says that everyone who came to Jesus, no matter what they were dealing with, was healed. No matter what. Literally, no matter what. So we can establish this, that Jesus came to do what? I came to give you life, to enjoy life, and to have it to what? The full. This is the purpose of Jesus Christ. So we establish what? What are we establishing right now? We are establishing this idea that we can stand firmly on the thought of what? God is good. Jesus is good. And he wants the very best for your life. This is his heart. He wants you in a place of abundance in your marriage. Listen, I've just made up my mind that I am not gonna get to 60 someday and me and Jess not like each other, right? I mean, it breaks my heart. Sometimes I go, we go to restaurants. I mean, we haven't been to a whole lot of restaurants lately, but go to restaurants and you see people sitting there and they're staring at their phones and they're not talking, and they have no relationship, they have no connection. I'm like, that's not the life that I want. That's not the life that Jesus has for me. He wants abundance in my marriage. He wants abundance in my money. He wants abundance in my job. He wants abundance in my family. He wants abundance in my kids. He want, you know, can I just tell you something the Lord just kind of like dropped in my heart? I was like, it's probably six weeks ago, I was here, and I was praying, I was praying about Psalms 91. He says, he rescues us from every deadly disease. And so the Lord just kind of dropped this thought in my mind. He said, you know what? I want you to have abundance in every area of your life 
your life, your kid's life. But then he started talking to me about my son's future wives and my grandchildren. And he said, if you apply this verse to them, even though you don't know them yet, and even though you don't see them yet, I promise you, Jeff, that none of them will ever be touched. He wants you to place so you're full, full of the life of God so that you can be full of forgiveness, full of love for people, full of love to treat your spouse well, full of love and full of grace and full of generosity. He wants us to be full. So we're looking at the book of Joshua, okay? Because Joshua is taking a people who have lived in the wilderness, and I know that for a lot of us, there's areas of our life that we go, you know what? It feels like a wilderness. It feels like a dead place. It feels like a lost hope place. It feels like a frustrated place. It feels like a place that you're going in circles. Could you imagine the Israelites walking the same desert for 40 years? And now some of us are thinking like, yeah, I feel that. I've been walking this path of deadness for the last seven years, and I don't know how to get to the other side. And so Joshua has to take a people and lead them to the place that God has promised them, a promised land. Uh, Numbers chapter 13, verse 27, this is what it says about this land that God was taking them to. This was the report to Moses. We entered the land that you sent us to explore. And indeed, it is beautiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Israel or that land today, but that land today has more oil than anywhere in the world. Did you know that land today has the most prosperous soil in all of the earth? Did you know that in Israel and in Jerusalem, the fruit that's produced there is like twice the size of anywhere in the world? Isn't it amazing that even in 2020, the earth is still fighting for Jerusalem. They're still fighting for this land, this land that God promised to his people. It was a promised land. So this land, it says, flowing with milk and honey. What is this? This is a picture of a rich, fertile, desirable place, right? So the thing we have to come to is this idea that God has this rich, abundant, desirable place for every area of our life. God doesn't want us to have anything dead in our life. He wants us to walk in victory with him. So Joshua chapter one, go with me to Joshua chapter one. I have three points today. First point today, if you're taking notes, is this. Strong, courageous. Strong, courageous. Joshua chapter one, verse seven, it says, be strong. This is God talking to Joshua. He's giving him orders. He's speaking to him. He says, be strong, be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave to you. Don't divert from them, turning to the right or the left. Then you'll be successful in all that you do. It's like the Lord gave him four different exact commandments. He's speaking to him. So 
The first question is this, why did God say be strong and very courageous? Because he had already spoken in earlier in Joshua to Joshua to be strong and courageous. Now he's saying be strong and very, very courageous. Why is God repeating himself? It's because God understood something. That as Joshua was going to lead these people into this new land, there was going to be dark days ahead. Right? Y'all shout me down, aren't you? You're like, I don't want to hear nothing about any dark days. Listen, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. We're going to have seasons of abundance, and we're going to have some tough seasons. And God knows that Joshua is going to get to this place called Jericho, and we're going to talk about Jericho next week. But he's going to get to this place called Jericho where he's going to be outnumbered. He's going to be outarmed. And he's going to be looking at a fortress where they actually race chariots on top of the walls of the city. And he knows that Joshua is going to get to this place. And what's going to happen? Everybody with him is going to do what? Lose hope. Right? Isn't this what happens in life? We get to a hard place. We get to a tough place. We get to a place where we don't understand how we can get to the next place. And we lose what? We lose hope. And Joshua goes, I don't want you to lose hope. You can't lose hope. Because this, Joshua, if you can hold on to me and be strong and very courageous, he tells Joshua, guess what? I'll do for you what you can't do in your own strength. Right? I remember um, about 16 years ago, okay? Uh, me and Jess, we were youth pastors. Michael wasn't born. Uh, Jess is actually pregnant with Michael. He was up there playing today. I was so proud of that boy. And uh, we lived in Mississippi, okay? And if you're from Mississippi, God bless you, okay? We still love you. We'll, we'll accept you, okay? But uh, we lived in Pittsburgh, Mississippi. It was on the line of Mississippi, Louisiana. Uh, just, we just didn't, just didn't fit. We were there for about two years, and um, we had come to a place that we had lost our job, and uh, Jess was pregnant, and we were just in one of those really tough, dark Seasons. Can anybody testify with me and understand what I'm talking about? One of those seasons, okay? It was just really tough. And um, I decided to do what all people do in tough seasons. Um, I went and bought something that I shouldn't have bought to make myself happy. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Uh, we had this white Jetta, and it was paid off. It was awesome. And I did not need a new car, but I was sad and I was depressed. Okay, and so I went and I traded that car in for a new Jetta, a red Jetta, a turbo Jetta, okay, that cost $24,000, and my payments were $460 a month, and I had no job, no job at all, and, uh, and so I bought that car, and I remember this one day, like, you know, we're looking for new jobs, and we can't find new jobs, and I remember I just kind of lost all hope, and I called Jess on... Um, Remember cell phones back then, they like flipped up, you know what I mean? I had that little flip up phone, I called Jess and I'm in the car in my new, my new car 
And I'm like sobbing. I'm like, Jess, God's given up on us. He doesn't love me anymore. I'm like, I'm just going to go sell Volkswagen cars. I'm going to be a car salesman. You know what I mean? And she's like on the phone like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, who is this person on the other end of the line? And I'm like, God is done with us. I'm just going to be a salesman. Now, if you're a salesman, God bless you, okay? I'm not, I'm not downing that at all, okay? But I was a good salesman. I, I worked for Foot Locker when I was 14 years old. That was my first job. By the time I was 17, I was assistant manager. We had this like competition who could sell the most socks in America. I won. I won. I sold the most socks in America, okay? Can you believe that? Socks, okay? So I was like, I'm a good salesman. I'm going to go sell cars. And Jess was like, come home, Right? She's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? He's like aimlessly driving. Like, I'm somewhere and I'm in Mississippi. God forsaken me. She's like, come home. I remember she, I got home and she said, we're good. That's what a great marriage does. There's moments that I look at her and I go, we're good. God's good. God doesn't fail. And there's moments she goes, Jeff, we're good. And she said, we're good. And she said, and it just gave me enough. It gave me enough to hold on. It gave me enough to be strong. It gave me enough to trust God again. So two days later, I get this call, six o'clock in the morning. Now, you might be up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I am not, okay? I am not a morning person, okay? So I answer the phone. I'm like, oh. And this guy is, like, way too happy on the other end. He's like, is this Jeff Workmeister? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Who are you? You know? And it was this guy named Pastor Richard. And he said, hey, um, I was up last night and I got your resume at like one o'clock in the morning. And he's like, we want to hire you to be our youth pastor in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I had no idea where this was. But he said, but we have a problem. We gave the job away already. We've, somebody came in last weekend and interviewed and we gave them the job and they accepted the job, but we don't want them anymore. We want you but we gave them the job. And I'm like, why are you calling me, right? Is this like a joke? Is this like a sick joke? Am I being pranked? You know, I'm like, I'm like back then that show punked was happening. I'm like, is Ashton gonna pop out of my closet? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he goes, he goes, just know we really like you. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, he's like, I'll call you if anything changes. And I'm like, yeah, right, you know. I actually went back to sleep, to be honest. I probably slept till like one, okay? I think it was like a week later. So for like seven days, we're just standing in faith. We're asking God to do what no man can do, right? It's like a week later, same guy, Pastor Richard, calls me, super happy. And he goes, hey, 
remember I told you we gave that job to somebody else and they accepted the job? I was like, yeah. He said, they called today and said for the last seven days, the Lord woke them up in the night every single night and told them they could not accept that job. And if they accepted that job, it was not their job. And so they actually declined the job and we want to offer you the job. God wants to do for you what no man can do. Amen? But you have to learn to be strong and very courageous to trust the Lord in all seasons. Point number two is this. Don't turn. Don't turn. Remember Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. It says, be strong, be very courageous. Be careful to obey the instructions Moses gave to you. Don't turn from them turning to the right or the left, then you'll be successful in all you do. So what God is saying is this, don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left. I need you to be focused on me. Problem is, we have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Any TikTok people out there? We got these things on our right, and it's screaming at us. Look at me. Look at this report from the doctor. Look at this report on the news. Look at this injustice. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. On the right, it's screaming us. And then on the left, we got the news. Man, can we burn the news stations to the ground? I mean, just torch them and start over. Just torch them all. They're screaming. Look at our wisdom. Look at our understanding. Look, look, look. And then we got our friends and our family. Like, did you see what I saw? And you're like, God, don't tell me, please. Just please. Oh, Jesus, there it went. You know what I mean? And you're like. And we got the right and we got the left. And they're both screaming at us. Trying to do what? Distract us. And the enemy is really good at this. He's really good at knowing what will distract you and what will pull your attention. And the Lord's going, I need you to listen to me. He's going, hey, I need you to remember something. I'm God and I made you and I know you intimately and I know everything about you and your life and your future. And I need you to listen to me. I don't need you to look to the right. I don't need you to look to the left. I need you to hear me. And where do we hear God the most? We hear it in the word of God. Listen, I know that like, you know, like people aren't like taking selfies with their Bible and be like, hey, just me and my Bible today, you know? I know it's not sexy. I know it's not cool. You know what I mean? But you know what's great about the Bible? It's full of God's thoughts. It's full of how he thinks. And I'm sorry, I need to break your heart a little bit. How God thinks and what the Bible says and God's word says doesn't align with culture all the time. It just doesn't. It doesn't fit perfectly into 2020. 
And so God is saying what? He's saying, I need you to hear my voice so that you can do what? So that you can walk in faith. Okay? But the problem is faith never makes much sense. Have you figured that out yet? That when God asks you to walk in faith, a lot of times you're like, come again? Are you sure about that? Because that just doesn't align with how I see life or how everybody else in the world sees life. And this is why God wants you to walk in faith. Because faith doesn't take your strength. It takes God's strength. You have to walk in his ability. You have to walk in his wisdom. You have to walk in his thoughts. You have to be able to take a promise in the word of God and say, dang it, this is where I stand. And I will hold on to this promise because it's God's promise and he is not a liar. So I'll stand on it. Listen, The first generation of Israel didn't receive the promise. Why? Because they couldn't figure out how they were going to defeat the giants in their own strength. Right? What did they do? They sent the spies in. The spies come back. They go, this is a beautiful land. It's flowing with milk and honey. Here's the produce. It's amazing. But there's a bunch of giants. And we are like, this is what they said, we are like grasshoppers. Okay, listen, I moved a box the other day and there was this giant grasshopper, okay? I mean, it was probably about this big. But to that grasshopper, I'm a giant. And what did I do? I took my big 13 foot, stomped his life away. Don't call PETA or something on me, okay? All right. You like that, Melissa? Thanks. I made your day, didn't I? Good. So if they think we're like grasshoppers to them, there's no chance. There's no chance. And they think, how are we going to defeat them? Well, yeah, in your own strength, you're not. It's just like everything in your life. Everything that God calls you to do in faith, he's going, you're not going to do this in your own strength. You're not going to have victory in your own strength. It's going to be because of me, because then when it does come to pass, you don't get the glory, I do. Right? He's the one that's glorified, not you. Point number three. Joshua chapter one, verse 11. Time to go. Point number three, time to go. It says this, go through the camp and tell the people to get their possessions ready. In three days, you'll cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land your God is giving to you. What is God speaking to them? He's saying this. If you want to possess the land that I have for you, it's going to cost you something. And what is it going to cost? It always costs two things. Obedience and faith. Obedience and faith. Can you imagine sitting in the desert for 40 years and then all of a sudden Joshua's like, hey, yo, we're done. We're done. Three days, three days, three days. We're going to go take the land that God swore to us. 
What does it take? Obedience. I love that God didn't give them like a couple months. Did you catch that? God speaks to us, and when God speaks to us, it's because he's ready. Did you get that? Like God wasn't like, hey, I know that there's a lot of packing that needs to happen, okay? I know you've been living in the desert for a long time. You got to dust off the sand, and, you know, we got to put our valuables away just right. No, he was like, you got three days. You got three days. Because when God speaks, he's ready to go. So what does he need? He needs people that will go, yeah, God, I'm ready to go also. Whatever you say, we're ready to go. Obedience, faith. But you know what happens in church is this. I'll share something. And you know what's wild to me is that people will get frustrated at me for what God said. I'm like, I'm just reading his words. I didn't make up the Bible. And everybody gets frustrated at me. So like when I started talking about giving, people go, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Pastor's talking about money. I'm sorry, Jesus talked about money a lot. If you got an issue with that, you got an issue with Jesus. And you go, oh, here we go. He's talking about money. Doesn't he know how tight things are for us financially? And the truth is, I really don't. But you know who does? God does. And he wants to do for you exactly what he did for us because things weren't tight for me and Jess. We were just broke. Anybody been broke before? I mean, like, like okay, all right, let's specify broke. When your lights are turned off, you are broke. Well, it happened like six, seven times a year. You know what I mean? Like power company knew me. You know what I mean? Remember that red Jetta I bought? Somebody came and picked that red Jetta up one day. We're broke. Why? I didn't want to be obedient. I knew what the word of God said about giving. I didn't want to do it because it didn't make sense to me. Just flat out to be honest with you, it just did not make sense to me. What did God need? Obedience and faith. Obedience and faith. Listen, I have what I have today because of the goodness of God. Only. Only. We go, oh, pastor, he starts talking about loving people, treating your spouse correctly. Doesn't he know how dead our marriage is? Doesn't he know that this relationship is fractured, right? We go, oh, he's talking about this again. Listen, I understand. Me and Jess, we would fight like crazy people, okay? Crazy people. Just punched a hole in the wall one time, okay? I love that story. It's the best story ever. I mean, just the best story ever. Because you, know you know what I would do? Like, this is my favorite thing to do. Like, if I don't agree with you, I'll just walk away and like, act like you don't exist, okay? <laughs> Ryan, isn't that the funniest thing ever? It's not the funniest thing ever when you're in the moment, okay? I just walk away like, yeah, I don't care. So I walked away, 
And she went, wow. I was like, the Incredible Hulk is here, you know what I mean? Like, thank God you didn't hit a stud. She is like, I envisioned your face on the wall, you know? Listen, we understand. I mean, what was the problem? The problem was the word had a lot to say about honor, respect, forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, how to honor your spouse. I just didn't do it. What does it take? Obedience and faith. And then God does what no man can do. Like, I love that, like, the other night, we got into an argument. I think it lasted, like, 13 minutes. Maybe. I don't know. Don't stop watching going. But you know what I love? Is that, like, seven years ago, that same argument would have went on for days and weeks and maybe months. Anybody else understand what I'm saying? Like it would have just went on and on and on. But I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for the goodness of God. I'm thankful that he's taught me how to let go of things and how to forgive and how to move on. And it just takes me doing what? Being obedient and walking in faith. So God's calling us where? This promised land. Worship team, you guys can come up. But it's going to take us asking God the right questions. If you're taking notes, you can, you can write this down, okay? We ask God this question. We ask the question, we go, King Jesus. And can we just start right there? When we're asking the Lord the right questions, we're saying, King Jesus, right? Because he's king and we're not, right? So in our relationship with God the Father, we come to this place where we understand what? We understand that we're not in control, right? We understand that he is Lord and we are not. We understand that it's his agenda and his thoughts. So we come to him, we go, King Jesus, where do you need me to walk in obedience and faith? We ask the right question, and then God speaks to us. Let me share a story. So remember I told you we went from Mississippi to Kalamazoo, Michigan, okay? And we worked at this great church called Valley Family Church, and we worked there for almost nine years. And God did supernatural things when we were there, just supernatural things. The youth group was literally 15 kids when we first started there. When we left, it was 680 students strong nine years later. We have over 100 ex-students from that time that are in full-time ministry around the world. Some of them work at Bethel. Some of them work for Hillsong. Some work at very small churches. It was just this great supernatural time that God did awesome things. And we were there. And, and when we left, we left to go work for a great pastor. His name's Pat Murray, Living Word Church, Pastor Pat in Dayton, Ohio. God woke me up in the night for a year and told me I needed to go work for him. I needed to go help him. And so we resigned our position. 
And needless to say, the transition became contentious. So it's like, it's like this. It's like, if you've ever seen a yoke on an animal, you're, you're together and you're working together. You're plowing the field together and you're going in the same direction. So it was like, we were yoked with our pastors for nine years, same vision, same direction, going the same way. And then all of a sudden God was like, you're going this way now and they're going this way. And all of a sudden you're yoked together in that it's painful. Does that make sense? It's painful because they're going this way and you're going this way. And it just, I won't go to any details, but it ended really messy. I mean, like, like really messy. few weeks ago, I'm asking, Lord, Lord, where do you need me to be obedient? He said, I need you to write them. I need you to apologize for these things. And then I need you to set up an appointment because I want reconciliation in this relationship. That was 10 years ago. And God still cares about it 10 years later. because God's a healer. He's a restorer. He doesn't want lost, broken things. He wants things to be whole in every area of your life. Even things that you think that you've forgotten about, even things and areas that you hide, even things and areas of your soul that you hide away from God because you're like, I don't want you to touch that. You're not gonna touch that door. You're not gonna go in there. And he goes, no, I wanna heal it all. I want to heal it all. And what does he need? He just needs you to go, God, I'm going to trust you to do what no man can do. I'm going to trust you to heal this. And he goes, I just need you to walk in obedience and faith. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, okay, I'll write them later today. He goes, no, now. He said, no, now. Because remember what he said to Joshua? He said, I'm ready to go now. He said, no, now, you do it now. And so I got my stuff out and I messaged them. I'm like, all right, God, I did it. And I didn't hear anything for like 10 days. And I thought, maybe it's just too broken. Maybe it's just too far away. But I thought I did what I was supposed to do. I was obedient. A couple days later passed and all of a sudden I got this message. And I just said, hey, the next time you're in Kalamazoo, let's go to dinner. Let's get this right. Let's move on. Let's let the past be the past and let's move into the future together. Why? Because God's a healer. God's a restorer of all things. He wants you to live in a promised land in every area of your life. If you'll trust him, if you'll trust him, why don't you stand up this morning? Why don't you close your eyes? 
just ask the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, reveal areas that you want me to be obedient. Reveal areas that you want me to walk in faith. Reveal areas that you want to take me into a promised land. Reveal areas that are broken and, and, and it feels like the wilderness and we're wandering. But God, I know you want to take us to the land that you want us to possess. Lord, reveal those things to me right now. Come on, just talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.